Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, AfterBuzzers. Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV. This is the Season 1 episode review recap of Narcos, the new Netflix show. This episode's titled Deceno, I believe. Uh, My name is Isaac Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at Isaac Johnson. I tweeted us during the show, and I'm joined by my friendly associate... Ashley Chapman. Hey guys, I'm so excited for this show. Please join me on the chat. Give us your comments, your questions, mm-hmm. and yeah, let's get started. Yeah, and where can people find you on the Twitter? Oh yes, you guys you. can tweet at me as well, Ashley underscore Chapman. Yeah, or hashtag ABTV Narcos is probably yeah. the hashtag. Show us some love. Confirmation. Thanks. We got a thumbs up from the booth. Yeah. So, um, also, yeah, head over to YouTube.com. After Buzz TV, subscribe to the channel and like this video. Um, let's jump right on in. Let's do it. Ashley, how did you feel about this 57-minute pilot? I loved it. I, had, yeah. I will admit I did have to watch it a couple of times okay, for it to yeah. sink in. Mm-hmm. And I loved it specifically because I was not expecting to like... Pablo Escobar as a yeah, okay. character, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, we regard him just as this notorious, infamous bad guy, yeah. um, and we just kind of write him off as that, and that's it. But I really, really liked, mm-hmm. particularly how Wagner Mora, the actor who plays yeah, Pablo yeah. Escobar, he just did a really great job to me of making him a very charismatic, almost likable uh, character yeah. in some sense. And I mm-hmm. found myself struggling not to root for him in a lot of cases, but just you know, outside of me kind of being a fan of like crime dramas mm-hmm. and you know learning about mafias and the mob sure. and this being kind of like a mix of colombian goodfellas with yeah the there's a lot of that going on you uh-huh. know it just it really drew me to the show it made me want to keep watching cool what yeah I'll, I'll agree that he is an almost likable guy yeah um they seem to be i mean i, I liked it as well i thought this was cool um i thought there was a lot of information mm-hmm. uh don't don't blink or you'll miss something oh yeah um, but they did a good job of sort of setting up these two guys. We got yeah. the DA agent, Steve Murphy. We got Pablo. And they're both kind of family men. And they want to, I guess, protect their community just in different ways. Yeah, extremely different ways. Yeah, one of them. But there is a, like a good like moral ambiguity, which I think is going to mm-hmm. be a good theme like kind of going on throughout the show. So yeah. I think that's going to be interesting. And um, That was a really good plot point, Earth mention in the show yeah. that I liked was that good and bad is going to be very relative in this show. Exactly. And yeah. in a show like this, it has to be. You know, yeah, I think it has no... to be. Well, because a lot of it, I mean, this is is a docudrama, so mm-hmm. a lot of this happened in real life. It's yeah. kind of hard to tell how much of it's fictionalized. I'm sure that there is some of it, but yeah. a lot of it seems to be just sort of laid out there. Mm-hmm. Here's the details, like almost zero censorship, which pretty much zero censorship, because <laughs> there are a lot of dead people that they show that those are not people made up to look dead like mm-hmm. a lot of that footage and was, stuff those are actually dead people mm-hmm. um there's 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 a lot of violence i mean obviously we're talking about uh, cocaine trafficking 
but it's not glamorized violence. It's mm-hmm. just sort of like it's here's what happened. Story, yeah, exactly. So I'm uh I don't know. I'm excited to see where it goes. There's mm-hmm. also I mean there's a ton of narration that sort of thing. So. I wonder how some of the audience is really going to take that, you know, because it seems like they're feeding you a lot. But it, obviously, it is a pilot, so like, yeah, they have to set up a lot, and this, there was like tons of setup in this. And you know what? I was a little leery about the narration too, mm. but I feel like for a show like this that's so information heavy, it did a great job of giving us a lot of information without mm-hmm. actually having to show it to us, you know, yeah. without having to dramatize every single detail. We right. could get a sense of what was going on and we could sort of listen to it without it being sort of shoved down our throats. Yeah. When I felt like some of the stronger moments in general, um, before we get like into like real specifics, mm-hmm. were kind of when it sort of let a lot of the narration sort of take a backseat. Yeah. Um, and kind of let some of the actual drama play out in front of us. Um, yeah. It was... Um, it was definitely good. Um, I I do wonder about the narration. I'm kind of like, okay, well, I hope we get a little bit less of that, a little more of the character stuff. But from what they had to do to let us know what was going mm-hmm. on, I don't really know a ton. I don't know if you do about Pablo Escobar as a person. I mean, I I've seen Blow. I, you know, I've seen a, I've seen <laughs> yeah. you know I, I've seen uh, the episodes of Entourage where they did Medellin. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's hard not to think about Adrian Grenier, but this guy was obviously not in a fan suit. Right. Um, so there's a lot that I don't know. So I think yeah, yeah, they needed all that narration. They needed a lot mm-hmm. of that setup. But um, as we go forward, I'm kind of interested to see that we kind of leave some of that behind. It'd be cool for me personally. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I I didn't really see too much of an issue with it just because, you know, a lot of people are going to be um, introduced to Pablo Escobar yeah. for the first time. And that's what's so they kind of they kind of need that backstory a little mm-hmm. bit, but I do I would definitely like the the actual visualization of the show to take over a lot yeah. more because like you said, those were the more powerful moments. Um, but I mean, just on that note, again, continuing on with one of the reasons why I really like the show is because this, the show is based on real life events. Mm-hmm. I like that there were still a lot of elements of fear and suspense, yeah. you know, yeah. and surprise that you got. Cause I wasn't expecting that initially. I was like, Oh, you know, I had some, you know, I was familiarity with Pablo Escobar and mm-hmm. we can pretty much Google and we'll know how the story ends. You know? yeah, yeah. So <laughs> with that regard, it's, it's kind of hard to, to stay interested and invested as an audience. But yeah. with the first episode, so, you know, they did a great job of keeping you hooked and having those moments of surprise. Yeah. And also say that this was um, well, the one that music up top was Pedro Bromfman. Mm-hmm. And uh, this episode was also directed by, um, oh, my gosh, Jose Padilla. Yeah. Or Padilla, sorry. Um, who also directed RoboCop. So this is like a polar opposite sort of project for him where that's obviously at least I don't think that RoboCop is real. Um, but this is, <laughs> this is like, yeah, it could be. We'll never know. We'll never know. Seemed yeah, really real. Say. I don't know. But, um, this is, you know, this is absolute realism here. So this is really cool. So yeah. let's, um, let's get in. Let's, let's start talking about Steve Murphy. We're introduced to him, um, as a young DEA agent taking on the man. Or wait, no, he is the man taking on the crime. Taking on, running, running around. Yeah. Flip flops. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Which, that's a lot of this was like, is this, almost like directly lifted not lifted i mean it's obviously the same story but mm-hmm. blow like yeah. i feel like a lot of a lot of these story points are the same which i expect them to be because that movie is also historically you know the same sort of time period yeah dealing with that but i thought like oh man like running down the street after people are in flip-flops or that's what we were chasing i'm like I'm pretty sure that exact dialogue was in blow <laughs> like I, it's been it's been a couple of years since i've seen the movie it's one of my favorites but welcome to hollywood everybody takes a little piece yeah of well but when it's a history it's almost like seeing like a movie about like titanic well obviously yeah. the boat's gonna sink as well mm-hmm. like we can't change that part of the exactly. story um but 
interesting him him uh you know we we get introduced to him he's got his boys there at the bowling alley mm-hmm. and they uh kind of pull the burn on him like oh that that lady's checking you out over there yeah um you gotta go talk to her which she gets over there um i'm a little disappointed in his his intro if she was checking him out which she wasn't he figured that out after she told him no what did he say? Hello, or something like that. He was like, it was "Hi." Really generic and, and corny and cheesy, and it wasn't strong. It wasn't at all. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed, and I was like, uh, "Dude, like, yeah. if she was checking you out, you got to come over yeah. there with a little." So, better. guys, don't follow that at home and think that that's gonna get you the girl. That might, yeah, you do a little more than introduce <laughs> yourself. I'm sure that every guy that comes up and talks to her introduces himself. Um, but he was still persistent, yeah. at the very least. Um, look, my buddies burned me over here. Can you at least give me your number? Yeah. And she's like, sure, I'll give you a fake number. But that, I don't know. Did you think that she was going to give him the real number? I did, of course. She seemed a little, like, intrigued that he kind of came out there and just like, look, this is what happened. Only because in the the one of the first scenes that we see him in, he's holding the baby with her. So I'm like, okay, yeah, they're yeah, eventually yeah. gonna make it back <laughs> yeah. to each other. So that wasn't too yeah, much I of about a. That. I hope she could, you know. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, we know that eventually they're gonna end up together. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I kind of agree. I feel like we didn't because he was the narrator and he was sort of driving mm-hmm. the the narration towards Pablo Escobar. We didn't yeah. really get a great sense of, of really who he who was. He is. A lot yeah. of details about him. Um, not specifically, like, I'd like to know, like, why is he a DEA agent? Like, yeah. does this have anything to do with his yeah, past? I, I mean, exactly. We, I didn't really care so much about their origin story because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they're. I would like to care about it. I just don't feel like we got enough to care as much. We know about yeah. him. Um, we know way more about Pablo, but maybe that's what episode two is going to be. Yeah. Um, Definitely. I mean, there's a lot of room to explore. There were so many characters that were introduced and just, tons, I mean, yeah. within like the first 20 minutes, tons. it was like, okay, remember this guy. I remember this yeah, guy. Yeah, I remember all these names. Like, remember all these names. You know, so. It's like when you're introduced to like 10 people in a group and they're like, hi, all these names. <laughs> and, repeat, and you're just and repeat like. repeat the names back. I yeah. just want to make sure I say Isaac correctly to 10 different people. Yeah, and, and that's you know, it. So, um, just with that said, you know, I, they definitely have a lot of work to do on their end with just sort of exploring yeah. and developing these characters a lot more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, those were moments, you know, kind of cute, soft moments, I guess, because this is a crime drama. You kind of have to show a little bit more yeah, the, human element yeah. side to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just getting a little bit of insight into uh, Steve, yeah, Steve, Steve Murphy, Steve Murphy. Uh, who, you know, he's also based on a real life character. He certainly too. sounds like Captain America, Steve Murphy or something like that. It's kind of. <laughs> In some ways, like he's our like all American yeah, hero yeah, taking down the, the crime. macho man who's yeah. know, rubbing his mustache over in the corner. While yeah, he, he narrates. Did he, yeah, his, he did have a mustache, right? He did. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I don't want anyone to think, by the way, that we were expecting to hear his whole backstory in this first episode or anything like that. But it was kind of like, I'd like to know more about him. Obviously, yeah. we're going to get to know more about him mm-hmm. um, and his partner Kevin, who man bit the bullet first episode. Like, and I thought he was wearing. Wasn't he wearing? Um, you know, Kevlar the, or something yeah. like that. I don't know if Kevlar was around then. I'm assuming it was, but like um, when he was in the car and praying, like I could have seen. I thought I swore I saw him with probably, over, but that dude opened fire on him and looked oh, like he caught he him in like several too, different places. So. Yeah, just see him. Yeah, the rest R.I.P. Yeah, I was just kind of a, like a little Gone bit bummed to see that. Well, one, I'm always like because I'm an actor, so like as an actor to, to see a guy like like oh man, check out this show that I'm on. <laughs> Make sure you watch that episode because it ain't gonna. Right, just that one episode. I won't be there. Um, but that was one of the actual story points that they hit was like that, uh, like how many cops, um, you know, died. It was like 3,247 or something Mm -hmm. to that effect during this time period. What did, what did you think about the timeline jumping around 
backwards, forwards, forward, backwards, all that sort of stuff. It seemed like it covered, what, about 10 years, late 70s to late 80s? Um, or no, I mean, it was 73, yeah, I think, when it started. Like up until the early It's like 89, yeah. I think, was like early one 90s, little, little, yeah. little section there. So it was a little more than a decade. Um, that mm. was one of the things about it, I will admit, that was a bit confusing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just sort of, especially in the very beginning, you know, I think it's fine to jump once the audience has a little bit more handle on the story and the sure. characters. I'm sure that'll serve a purpose or they had a purpose in mind for sort of jumping around mm-hmm. what it was. I'm not really clear as to why, because um, that did just make it a little bit more difficult for me to follow. Right. Um, but, you know, I think that I, I guess I'm just guessing and saying that probably one of the reasons they did that was because they really wanted you in the first episode to get an idea of how long this went sure. on yeah. and just the vastness of their power and what really happened during those time periods and how it sort of expanded across several decades yeah i mean it seemed like there's a lot about like like we said you know like first they're chasing hippies and flip-flops or whatever to get to you know to bust them for weed yeah and then later on they're like getting what like 60 kilos a day but that was right. just some and sort that of was like still ruse to be like here's nothing. a 60 kilos right. oh, there's like 600 over here, over here exactly yeah, don't so. look at that so yeah maybe that's a lot of the timeline jumping around it was a little confusing but i think it's again i think it's just because this is like a pilot episode and yeah. we have like to a lot to catch up on and a lot of information mm-hmm. to just set up like who these people are yeah. and how bad it was mm-hmm. and how violent it was and that kind of thing and uh, just how quickly everything happened too i mean when you mm-hmm. think about it from 73 to, to 1990 the early 90s that's not really a whole lot no, of time it's not a long period and for time. what they accomplish the money i mean these people were the epitome of filthy rich, you know, yeah. and the money that they made within that period of time, how they rose so quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty fascinating when you just think about it. it made me low key, just re- yeah. reassess my career <laughs> options. <laughs> I was like, am I in the right business? Is that so, so you would like to, to traffic cocaine? No, no, not at all. No? Okay. Not at all. Just, uh, you're on the record. Yeah. Here. Um, there seemed to be a decent commentary too about like the specifically the money, like what you said, like mm-hmm. that 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 almost like like we in the U.S. didn't necessarily care until it became like mm-hmm. a billion dollar industry, and then suddenly there was a war on drugs. Of course, interesting. It seemed like the show's kind of like pointing a specific yeah, button exactly. about that, which was great. I mean, I hope that with this show they do sort of bring up a lot of those you know again going back to the good and bad is relative here yeah you know this isn't a story about the good cops you know trying to bring down these bad drug cartels yeah i mean they had their own motives in mind you know were they really concerned about the thousands of people who were being brutally murdered on the Mm -hmm. streets in miami from this period or was it just because they were being haters at the fact that they didn't (laughs) get a cut of the money you know yeah yeah, that's 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 so that's a way to put it. That's right. pretty much yeah, what they were saying. Pretty much, yeah. So. Um, I did think since you brought that up, I thought that it was interesting that the whole, like, what is it, like Steve said, uh, good guys do bad things or something to that yeah. effect, mm-hmm. um, which is that whole moral ambiguity thing that's kind of going on there. What do we think about him? I mean, are his, are his motives only sort of pure or are his motives only to take down, you know, this, you know? I think that that might potentially be a great character arc for him. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people start off especially in in police and i would imagine like undercover work you know mm. you start off with the intention of i'm gonna i'm gonna do good i'm gonna save lives i'm mm. gonna go in and i'm gonna crush evil and all that stuff. right and then somewhere along the lines 
the lines get blurred and things happen that really make you question, you know, and I I think that 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 might definitely be a character arc for him, especially considering um, just how shaken he was at the fact that he shot, you know, the first person that he shot and killed was that that 17-year-old. And even though the wife was like, he sold drugs, he's this this bad guy, you know, for him, it was, it shook his moral compass a bit. So I can sort of see that. Yeah, because the kid was like 17 or something I mean, young young guy, I mean, regardless of it, you know, it was just this guy who just had no real concept of yeah. of life and life outside of, of yeah, living well, a life of crime. His and world drugs. is pretty shaken up now yeah. being in this world. I mean, like you said, we're in hippies and flip-flops or whatever, and now it's exactly. 17-year-old kids so with, like, what, an Uzi or something yeah. like that? so things are getting really real now, and I can see that mm-hmm. being a through line throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, well, he also, like, sort of checks specifically that um, he's like, look, this kid, something like, this kid couldn't even buy a drink or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he wasn't even old and enough he, to yeah. get alcohol, yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's now, like, now he's he killed someone too, and then mm-hmm. they, they, or did he? I'm not sure if the kid. Um, I don't think he did. Yeah, but, no, I don't think but, he did. You know, that was I mean, who that knows? was the other kid later on, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's that was just one of hundreds of stories I'm sure that you could point out of young sure. people who were put on the front lines. You know, mm-hmm. kids younger basically than take that. the fall for the guys that were exactly you know, benefiting from from their exactly. their activity there. Um, well, and it also seemed to uh, what you're saying about this sort of like moral ambiguity, ambiguity thing. Is that um, a lot of crime dramas like this? Donnie Brasco is another one. Like, well, mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of them star Johnny Depp. That's interesting. Yeah. Before he did <laughs> a lot of characters in Pirates movies. Good old Johnny. Shout out to Johnny good. Depp. Um, but you know, like it seems like that was a thing too, where, where you know, like Donnie Brasco, like the storyline is that he was entrenched in this thing, and then the line between good and bad was sort of marred, and while he was undercover. So I think, yeah, I think you're right about mm-hmm. um, Steve there. That you know, he sort of does come on the scene like our, you know, like our all American hero. Yeah, He's, right. Easily our protagonist, but he kind of like talks, like there's like bookends on this episode. I can't remember what the specific line was, but just about like, um, uh, like who survives or something to that effect. I might be forgetting it. Um, the nuclear, yeah, well, there was a cockroach, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think a lot of that's what's going, that's what, what this is going to be is, um, which you know this episode, the descent. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're right. sort of hypothesizing about that before we started here, yeah. but like, is this the yeah yeah was this the descent of American culture, the descent of uh, like Steve as a character, or maybe the descent of Pablo? Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to tell, but it seems like a lot of that could be tied into it, which is which is kind of why I'm really interested yeah. to see more. I'm kind of debating on whether or not I'm going to watch ahead or not. I know. Um, it's so hard. I said that I was going to watch it week by week, but I yeah. might have a moment where I just need to binge watch uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Well, but I feel like at some point, um, especially probably by like second episode or something yeah. like that, they're going to really kind of hook you and you're going to want to know what happens next with Steve. And the only hard thing about a show like this, because it's on Netflix, a lot of people have binge watch it and there are a lot of reviews yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that of people who have watched already the whole season. So mm-hmm. it was very difficult for me to find reviews or to look at different articles and things like that where people weren't yeah. giving away major plot points that will happen in later yeah. episodes. So that's the biggest thing is just watching it piece by piece, but mm-hmm. also making sure that I'm not having the storyline ruined for me before I get to watch it. Yeah, and that also means you could cheat on your predictions while you're on the show. Very <laughs> true. Exactly. Yeah. But, but if can you we did, cut that out in editing? Yeah, yeah you don't have to tell him when you did it. Like, I predict that Kevin will die. Oh, wait, yeah. it's because I already saw the episode. Um, well, let's take a quick little break here to talk about iTunes. Folks, head over to iTunes. Uh, yes. This is our first after show for this, so there are no ratings and reviews to watch. But that's where you can help us out. After mm-hmm. TV has over 100 hours of content every week. 
If you like TV, talking about TV, listening to people talk about TV, and uh, the conversation never ending, this is a network for you. Um, <laughs> it really helps out the network a lot. This is a free show. I'm mm-hmm. sure you're aware of that as you've not paid anything to watch or listen to it on iTunes if you're already there. But uh, head over to iTunes, find our Narcos after show, give us a rating and reviews, five mm-hmm. stars if you really like us. Um, which I hope you do. We just met. How could you hate yes. us? Um, but in four stars, if you're like, I don't know about these guys. <laughs> um, and we will give you a shout out on the show, but we have yes. no one to shout Absolutely. out on the show now, unless there's someone over yes, in the do. chat room. We do there. have uh, quite a few people here. To yeah. Let's do, who, what, um, are they, what are we saying in the chat so room? Here we go. Let's starting. Um, shout out to Jonas Tiger. What do you say? Or he, um, she, she, he? I believe, hey. yeah. Patrick was soba. Mm-hmm. We have Shadrick Bazrizwa. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, Bazrizwa. Um, we have Nialk, I believe I'm pronouncing it. <laughs> okay. 831, a lot of great. Pamela Sledge. Jonas Tiger, yes. Big shout out. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys for joining yeah. the chat. Um, yeah, I got some great comments. What are, what are they saying feedback. about the show or about their feelings? Well, definitely it. people are, are really mixed too about. You know, just sort of the start of it, and there mm-hmm. being a lot of information. Yeah. Um, so Jonas Tiger, he said, you know, evil will corrupt good because sure, yeah. innocence is essence. I thought that that was a really great yeah, you know, point to make. Insightful. Um, Nialk831 says, what do you think of the narrator getting used to the way Pedro Pascal gets stuff done in Mexico by drawing outside the lines? Um, yeah, I think that's sort of what we were talking about. Just that, that I think that's probably his arc is like the idea of how corrupt he will be, like how, you know, how much he'll kind of blur the line there. So, yeah. um, I think it's smart and it's also probably what happened yeah. as well. Um, and it makes it certainly intriguing to watch. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, guys, keep the comments and yeah. questions and feedback coming on the chat. Also, as far as I know, this is the only real after show for Narcos. So yeah, well, we love it. did just be, drop like three or four days ago. It so. did. But, you know, hey, let's let's go ahead and just claim it. This will be. Yeah, this is going to be the talking. The, the greatest of, yeah, of after show talking the, points of Narcos. Talking so. Narcos. I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's all. The talking Narcos. Yeah, no, don't don't run with that. Uh, you guys make up something better. Noggin, than us. Yeah. I'm sure you will. But yeah, give us a, sh- a rating and review there, and we'll shout you out on the show next week. Also, right. if you're watching this on YouTube later, leave us a comment. That'd yeah, be cool. Yeah, a couple thumbs up. I'll Never be heard there. anybody. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Maybe I'll comment back to you. We'll <laughs> see. All right. Next week's episode. Um, so let's get into, into Pablo. Pablo, Pablo Escobar. Escobar. Um, it just reminded me again of Blow. I mean, obviously it's the same sort of stuff there. Yeah. But um, I thought the actor, like you said earlier, Wagner Mora. Mar- Wagner Mora, yeah. Um, great job. Yeah. Really a um, lot of subtle stuff there. Um, I was uh, intimidated by him. I mean, I wonder how much of that is. The, I don't know if you've thought about this. How much of that is that we know that he's a bad guy? I mean, we said like. Well, he's kind of a family man. He's a murderer. That's who he is. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of person he is. But they, at least they're sort of painting that he has like this home life. Um, he's got his wife, Tata, is her yeah. name, I believe. Well, he, he he did. I mean, there's so many facets of Pablo Escobar's mm-hmm. life that you could explore. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. there's the very popular, you know, drawing. I mean, uh, the king of cocaine, you know, storyline okay, that we can't yeah. ignore. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a lot of people regarded him as kind of like a guerrilla Robin Hood. He gave back to sort a lot of, of yeah, poor like, communities. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there are some people still to this day who see him in that regard, whether or not you agree, yeah. you know, it's arguable, but he did sort of create communities for the poor in mm-hmm. Colombia and a lot of 
um, communities in in that area back during that time period. You know, not to say that that eradicates all of the bad things that he did. No, it doesn't. But that's but the, there are yeah. different there are different sides to him. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. Um, like just I, on that, the, his you know how much of of his perception is based on our what knowledge. We already know about him, yeah. or how well the what actor. You, I mean, what do you think? Do you think because he did seem intimidating? Obviously, yeah. we know that he's powerful. We know who he became. But like, is that? Because we already know who he is, or is it part of what they're painting there on screen? You know what? I I honestly felt I I, I know I didn't get that. Well, just because I know what the real um, Pablo Escobar looks like, he's not a very intimidating looking guy. He's a very mm-hmm. average looking, yeah. overweight guy who yeah. just doesn't seem threatening in any regard. Mm-hmm. And the same, you know, with how they made Wagner more look, he doesn't really look like he's a very threatening guy. But I think not the way that he no. does his portrayal of it the way that we actually get to see him in action yeah that's what makes him scary that's what makes him intimidating sure that's what makes people really mm. shaken by yeah him. well and some a lot of that is done by him doing like kind of almost nothing because he you know because the more mm-hmm. powerful you are the less you have to like threaten or yell yeah. or whatever it is and make you know you have guys that do that like gustavo yeah or whatever. yeah he's he's one of those people where you kind of have to see him in action mm-hmm just being Pablo Escobar yeah. to really get it. I, I mean, I think we are. I mean, obviously we yeah. saw him, spoiler, shoot cockroach there right. at the end. But just was, at first glance, you know, looking at him, yeah. I would never, if I was just walking down the street and I saw him, I would never think, oh my God, this is a guy to be feared, no. you know? No. So um, I think that it was, it's partly just because of the history we know about him, but I mm-hmm. think another part of it is just the portrayal too. Like We, we got yeah. a really great characterization of who Pablo Escobar was. And like you mm-hmm. said, he was somebody he didn't really have to lift a whole lot of fingers unless he wanted to. He yeah. had so much manpower working for him. He had so much people who were just advocating for him yeah that that was what what made him scary yeah i mean i get the feeling that at some point if you push him too far which is pretty much what cockroach does there um by the way cockroach uh, the cosby show (laughs) theo's friend uh just i don't know maybe think of that the whole time i was watching it but um yeah i think that that's kind of he's the person that does push him sort of that far um i thought yeah like i thought there was a lot of you know like good character stuff we've got him at home with his mom Mm -hmm. And with his wife, it's almost, it's like almost like a very sweet moment there, where yeah. she's like sewing the patches in the jacket so he can smuggle cocaine. So can, and it looked, you That's know, what nice. A good mother does. I know, yeah, right? You yeah, know, like, supportive mom. My mom just gave me like lunchables and stuff like that <laughs> when so I was a kid. Right? Help me smuggle any drugs, mom. No thanks. Um, but yeah, like I, I, there was a lot of good stuff about uh, him specifically that kind of you know you, you did sympathize with him. You know he he was a person that had political aspirations. You mm-hmm. know I think he wanted to be like the president of Colombia yeah. or even the president of Colombia. Extremely intelligent. Yeah, he seems like an extremely intelligent extremely guy. Extremely intelligent. What, what did you think? There, okay, so like we pretty much get introduced to him with the the DAS uh, like agents officers there on the road while he's like. I mean, basically, he's a smuggler. He hasn't gotten into cocaine yet mm-hmm. in, like, 73, but he's already a very powerful person. They know exactly who he is yeah. when they meet him. He doesn't have to he tell them exactly who he is, who but they, they try to get a little tough with him, yeah. and then he starts dropping, he like, drops. everybody's name in the name of their children. And that was the stuff that made me think, like, okay, so basically he's saying, like, if I don't get through here... Uh, something might happen to your families. We yeah. know, oh, by the way, how's your mother doing? Mm-hmm. All this kind of stuff. That was the intimidating stuff to yeah. me. And that he did it so calmly. Um, and he leads, he leaves so much to the imagination too. Cause he didn't outright say, yeah. you know, 
I'm going to kill your family and you yeah. if you don't let us through. It was Me just, you yeah. have a choice to make, you know, exactly. and he, he really puts it in your hand and really makes you, forces you to yeah. make that decision. Something about you have to weigh the consequences. Yeah, weigh, like you, you can either, it can either be, ex- ex- yeah. yeah, accept the consequences or you can accept the offer, something to that. Silver to that or lead, I believe is what he said. Yeah. And I mean, just how powerful is that? Like, you don't even have to say what we all know we're thinking, but you know, but it's on your mind and you better not mess with me, which is great. Um, well, so yeah, yeah, I, I mean, don't think I don't think the, the lead or the silver were, were hand trinkets. I believe it was uh, the lead was from a gun. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of hard to tell. Um, <laughs> well, who knows? Lead yeah, TVs. I, I, I mean, know. they could have been really popular. Yeah, what were TVs made from that? Probably lead. lead. Um, um, but yeah, but just just going off of that um, again, just you know, him being really intelligent guy, he definitely had to know and think about all different aspects of the business. He had to have the mindset to know, mm-hmm. okay, in case I can't buy these people, I've got to have eyes on everybody. And, and I says, have to yeah. be able to pull that out at the drop of the dime and yeah. be able to leverage that to get what I want. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, yeah, just what did you think about that? Because, I mean, I know that, or at least I originally thought, you know, some, you know, crime... Selling drugs, obviously, it's it's stupid. I'm not sorry for anybody out there who, <laughs> no, who does it. No, no offense. Yeah, it's not it's not the smartest thing to do. So I, I guess the stigma that comes with that is that people who do that they're stupid, you know. So I guess what did you think of you know just him? How he sort of he went about this in a very very smart way, yeah. and that was some one of the things that kind of just made me kind of like him a little bit you yeah. know i mean i didn't i don't want to go as far as to say yeah i'm rooting for <laughs> yeah. him for the whole show but yeah i guess what did you think of just the fact that he was so business savvy and intelligent and how did that play into uh, his character i mean well obviously he had to be mm-hmm. um you don't set up that kind of thing i mean even like all of the roads that he's driving on there you know like he's already got all of these systems in place yeah uh, he had to be a smart person. Um, and also, you know, the thing that you're talking about where it's like, well, I, I kind of liked him. That's like, I mean, I guess we could call it, that's like almost like the Walter White kind of thing, although yeah. he's not quite as, um, evil, at least at this point that we've seen. <laughs> um, or there's maybe not specifically going to be like the slow, gradual turn to evil. I yeah. think he's already, he's, he's already evil, he's but he's got, you know, again, he's got the sort of like, well, he's like trying to care for his community mm-hmm. and, you know, like, like this Robin Hood sort of thing. Only Robin Hood didn't shoot people yeah, in the face. kill people. Um, nor did he traffic cocaine, I'm going to say. I don't remember <laughs> I mean, that maybe part. that was left out. Maybe those are the last few pages my mom wouldn't let me read yeah, at night, but Kevin who knows? Costner, don't think he sold cocaine. <laughs> Robin Hood, Butch, Prince of Thieves. Well, there was that awesome Brian Adams song. Yeah. In there. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I mean, I think it's smart. I think it's, it's the thing that will make us care for him. Because how do you... Um, that's even, which I keep like going back to like Entourage and all these other movies, but it's because it was in there, but it's like, how do you make people fall in love with an evil character? The bad guy, as you, yeah. As you paint as some of his motives as, you know, he's really just trying to help people out. And, you know, like, like we're saying, like, well, obviously trafficking drugs is not a necessarily smart thing or yeah. a wise choice to, to have in life, but it is a means to an end. And that's kind of where he's at. Um, which I also like getting uh, introduced to his man Gustavo there. Yeah. It seems like those guys are going to be like buddies, like pretty much the whole way through. Yeah. He's the guy that, in some way, is the enforcer that sort of yeah. takes care of things for for Pablo. Yeah, he says his job is just to get the contraband or eventually mm-hmm. the drugs to wherever. So he's kind of 
more like a foot soldier in a yeah. sense. Uh, I mean, I would say more like a, like a, like more on the partner kind of like, level, but, but yeah, definitely he, he's like his Scotty Pippen or something like that. If you like, oh Jordan, yeah, man, <laughs> that's a good analogy. Like that. Uh, yeah. Kinda if alley, you, if you watch basketball, yeah. kind of alley hoop the, hook, the cocaine into Miami guys. So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like, okay, that'd be interesting. um, well, we also got like, um, gosh, who was it? Uh, the lion, the guy who wore the jacket that Pablo's mother so neatly oh, put yeah. together. Um, the first guy to, I guess, move cocaine into Miami. That's, yeah, that is another smart thing that, that, you know, when, uh, Cockroach is talking to him about like, well, we can get uh, cocaine into Columbia, Columbia. And he's just like, dude, essentially, dude. Miami is where it's at. If we can charge like what ten dollars a gram or something like that here, then over there they will pay probably literally through the nose, right? (laughs) Right. Um, I mean, and they did. I mean, they literally mm. went cuckoo for cocoa puffs for over (laughs) cocaine in the U.S. Yeah, exactly. Um, So we got the lying in there, which this is the stuff that was. I mean, this is. I mean, obviously it's all real. Like I said, it's not glamorized violence or anything like that. But man heartbreaking stuff for me when um was it i think well maybe it was gustavo that was you know talking to the women about basically like the mules that would move the cocaine bags and like how many of them they could swallow which i'm thinking oh yeah didn't they say it was like the pregnant one like pregnant 70 70 i'm like one can anyone get that much in their stomach i mean maybe i guess so i mean but it, it just, this just gave you a really great insight into the lack of, of emotion. I mean, everything yeah, was a no business. Care and I mean, like, this is the sort of, like, juxtaposition for him. Like, like oh, I care about my community. I want to be, mm-hmm. like, essentially the president someday. And I can't remember if I read that or if he said that in the episode. But um, that was one of his aspirations in real life. And it's like, but I'm going to do that by yeah. endangering, like, basically unborn children with cocaine. And, like, the minute that they're having that conversation and, you know, like, these women are going to have this many bags in their stomach, which I don't even want to think about the removal process of those. Right. Um, I'm like, well, one of these ladies is going to die. And, sure and like enough. you said, you know, not even thinking about if one bag, I mean, just, I think it was a total of 12 grams. Yeah. She, which had, she said it was which, two bags that bird, like, cause that was Connie who was yeah. like, uh, Steve's wife that was like two bag, you know, like she had all these symptoms, but there was no, you know, like stuff around her nose and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, so two bags, yeah, two bags that that, that burst of, of seventy, 70 that she had in her system easily so kill you. If all seventy, I mean, I can't even imagine. Yeah, like well, two what, is enough to kill you. I mean, so. yeah, exactly, and her unborn child. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's it's a really weird juxtaposition of him wanting to help his community in a certain mm-hmm. sense, but then also people being just numbers and bodies and just. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's all a business transaction. Like really, like he's a guy that seems to want to help his community, but he really doesn't care. He, yeah. You know, these people these people are in danger. He's not on any of the flights. He keeps himself well removed from that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he keeps himself, you know, sort of fat and happy. And you know, right. it doesn't make any of his like smuggler <laughs> buddies like happy or anything like right. that. You know, very dangerous life to be living there. But they're all you know friendly associates and basically like, yeah, let's work together. But one day I'm probably gonna kill him. But I mean, you know, that's what you have to do to be the wealthiest and probably you know, arguably the most successful yeah. crime lord in history. You can't 
one of base, them for sure. Yeah, yeah. You can't base. Well, definitely, I think the wealthiest. I think. Well, yeah. Well, they talked about like five billion dollars. I don't know if he had five billion dollars. Oh no, like no, that, no. His net worth over his larger than that. It was, he had about thirty billion. His net worth was about thirty wow. billion dollars, and that was in nineteen ninety. So yeah, now today, that'd be about equivalent to about fifty-six billion dollars that he was worth okay. during the early nineties. Yeah. So I think he is regarded as probably the wealthiest. I don't know if he's the most notorious, but definitely one of the most wealthiest. Yeah, I don't know if I can think of anyone more. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sure there's probably someone out there probably screaming us out in the right. comments. No, no, I was the wealthiest. Yeah, what about but... Walter White? He wasn't a real person, folks. Um, I'm sure you know that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, just all that to say, you know, emotion can't really be too much a part of no. your business model in this Mm-mm. in this, in this this business. You have to sort yeah. of be ruthless, emotionless in a lot of ways. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was just a really great insight with that. You know, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of, of moments like that, real life moments of things that happen where people they were just sucked into this i mean this was an explosive period where drugs Mm -hmm. not only in the u.s but in all over the world i mean this was this was like a buzzing time period for that i mean you think of like goodfellas and how the the crime lords and mafia families they Mm -hmm. just had a hand in everything there was not an industry that they didn't have a a hand in, in control so i mean yeah it's it's that's how you get to the top. That's how you do it by just sort yeah, of destroying exactly. lives on your way up. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And that's like the interesting, like we're saying, like juxtaposition there is that like this is a guy that's sort of caring about the community, but really not. not really not. You know, it seems like he's got like a specific code about like respect and that kind of thing, you know, right. and loyalty. But he's, I mean, he's probably loyal to Tata and his mother mm-hmm. and Gustavo. Doesn't seem like anyone else. Not anyone else that I saw. He's right. sending children to get murdered. Um, when he has a, when he wants to get back a cockroach, he sends a kid to do that. That mm-hmm. kid dies. He's never in harm's way. So. And this is still in the very beginning too. So yeah. whatever, whatever, so whatever clean episode. motives or pure motives that yeah. he may have, I'm sure that'll all disintegrate yeah. by episode ten, and we'll just be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. Any, only purity he seems to be. Get this guy in already, you know. Yeah. Purity of cocaine, maybe. But exactly. Purity of the uh, heart, definitely, definitely not. not. Um, um, well, so uh, by the way, so Carlos, yes. um, there, the guy with the plane. Have you, have you seen Blow? Have you seen the film? The film Blow. Johnny <laughs> it's, Depp. It's been a long time since okay. i've seen it but yeah well so is- when he arrives in that tarmac in blow there's like there's a scene with johnny depp who's but george young who's a real person or george young yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah it was a real person and that scene almost seemed the exact same, same to me well. because you know one they call him a gringo which is kind of like what they would have called george young you know guy from boston mm-hmm. not you know basically not a uh, hispanic or colombian or whatever and um his mannerisms he wasn't doing like a johnny depp sort of thing or anything yeah. like that i thought the actor was great but it seemed like did they change the name of this person, maybe, or or was it just very reminiscent of the same sort of thing of like, you know, I used to, like even the same sort of things, which is like we're saying, like if it's history, it's probably a lot of the same points. Yeah. But that he was using the plane for 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 flying uh, um, uh, weed, I guess you know. In and and that yeah, and now he's going to be doing it with for coke, and the, like his just sort of like casual mannerisms like really reminded me a lot of that same character, so. I don't know. I guess if if you don't remember the the film, like I'm, I'm not yeah, sure if it's the I, same person, but I, I it was like. Is Very reminiscent. Person? It's not the same name, but yeah, kind of seems the same to me. I mean, they did say that they changed a lot of the names. Oh, did they? They did at the very okay, beginning. So maybe, they said maybe it a it lot of it, so it, it could very well be. Yeah. Even um, saying that, like, well, is he gay? Well, yeah, he's definitely gay or something like that. Which right. George Young wasn't gay, but I think 
if I'm remembering, blow it has been a couple of years. I think that was another thing that they said about him because yeah. he was kind of fancy with his like long hair and all, all that of stuff. that, right? Um, so that was interesting. Um, um, and then we got briefly introduced with which he mentioned was really mm-hmm. important. Um, Oche- the Ocheo brothers, and then Jose yeah. Rodrigo Gacha, who I think that was the crazy. Yeah, well, that guy. was Luis Guzman, which by the way, yeah. great to see him. Yes, Love that actor great guy's actor. been working for a long time. Carlitos Way, uh, Punch Drunk Love, yeah. uh, man, a lot of other. Which, you know, another reason why I like this too mm-hmm. is because you know we're we're getting to see a lot of fresh faces in this show that are yeah. really shining in their mm-hmm. performances, and then a lot of veteran actors who don't really get a chance to be you know sort of in the mainstream television shows that we see. Mm-hmm. So we're getting a lot of great um, just views of, yeah. of newer actors or, or even veteran actors who. Um, we just don't get to see as much yeah. on TV shows and in movies. Well, it's funny because he always pops up in so many things. Yeah, and he does. Or I think He's the only really other great. show I've seen him in was uh, How to Make It in America. I think mm-hmm. pretty sure he was on that show, but obviously he wasn't evil. Yeah, right. He's um, not that kind of evil. Um, but yeah, so we have him and we have mm-hmm. the um, Ochea brothers who eventually they, they sort of make... You know, not a partnership, but they make a they friendly, friendly associate agreement, um, you know, to sort of go through with this mm-hmm. cocaine smuggling business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, not to jump too far into predictions, even though we might be almost there, yeah, almost you know, there. just sort of seeing how, you know, now it's it's the three of these these separate crime um, empires, you know, who yeah. are coming to forces, which is, I mean, it's just foreshadowing. We, we know how it ends, but just foreshadowing, like, how big and powerful this this whole cocaine business is going to be from Colombia and how they're just basically going to dominate all of Colombia. Yeah. Well, yeah, and we, we obviously know that they Miami. are. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, before we get out of here, let's talk. I mean, we've been dancing around cockroach there, mm-hmm. La Cucaracha, what they call them there, which I'm like, I guess that means a cockroach. I don't know. Yeah. Spanish is not up to date, folks. Um, <laughs> but uh, one, okay, so he, you know, they talk about the cockroaches, the only ones are going to survive the thing, and then basically all those guys get shot. Yeah. And he crawls out of a pile of, of bloody dead bodies, yeah. dead bodies, and he was, I guess, yeah. smart enough to play dead mm-hmm. but he's not smart enough to not mouth off to Pablo Escobar I mean we know that he has a reputation at this point what was he thinking all of the times that he's like like putting his finger in his chest and all this stuff I'm like dude you're not gonna make it out of this episode I was thinking like well, he's going to die at some point. No, he's going to die this episode. Yeah. Well, I think in the beginning, you know, when they were narrating and the, he was saying he was weighing his options on mm-hmm. who he should go to. Right. I think maybe in his mind, Pablo Escobar came off as less intimidating, less yeah, scary, maybe that's what you're saying, yeah. you know, um, and then especially because he had the product. It was his product. Mm-hmm. He knew how to make it. Yeah, I he think he felt like he had an upper hand in the relationship you know i mean even though he needed them to smuggle that the goods without the cocaine there there'd be no smuggling there'd be no money there'd be no and he was making them thousands of dollars eventually millions of dollars i think he felt like you know i'm the ish like i'm yeah well he knows it's millions of dollars that's the thing that he rats on to them later but yeah i think he was kind of like don't you ever for a second get to thinking i'm irreplaceable you know feeling his oats too much there but i'm like he won if Pablo Escobar is not intimidating looking, neither is he. Like when he gets out of the, like the house at one point, he's all sweaty and Disgusting, gross, yeah. and like oh, I don't feel that well. And they bring him like the Colombian or Brazilian yeah. uh, hookers there, but like he just he just, you know like the moments that he's like sort of like feeling his like sort of like big boy britches there. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing, man? At the very least, 
all of this like tough talk, you don't have guys. Yeah, Pablo has guys. Yeah. You at least know that you just gotta know. This is, I mean, but there are characters like this. People that get involved in yeah. in sort of like a dangerous world and sort of feel that they're more powerful. They're more like, well, look, I'm the one helping you do it. Like, look, dude, you're obsolete at this yeah. point. You've told them exactly how to do it. How to do it. You, they know exactly how to move the product. They have factories and, you know, like all of these setups for this thing. Yeah. You're not actually needed anymore. They're kind of doing you a favor by letting you stick around here. Yeah. And if you feel too powerful, they're going to shoot you in the face, yeah. man, because these are ruthless people. Which is why I don't think that he was smart. I think he was just lucky. You know, mm-hmm. I think it was just luck at the fact that and I'm, you know, I mean, if you have somebody shooting at you like that, I'm sure there's a moment of shock where you're just you think you might have gotten shot. And he probably just was yeah, like, let me just stay still, lucky, yeah. you know, so I don't think that it was more so he was just so intelligent to stay still. How could he, you know, be yeah. so stupid? I think he just he just wasn't right. intelligent from the get go. He yeah. knew how to create mm-hmm. the product, but definitely he didn't know and understand fully how you deal with certain people. Yeah. Well, and these kind of people, these smugglers specifically, it's basically like you're around until they don't need until, you anymore. Yeah, you need to always be yeah. an asset. Otherwise, we, yeah, we see Jose Rodriguez you. going in there shooting, uh-huh. shooting his employer up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he wasn't smart. Even even like one, by the way, uh, when and Steve is doing the narration there and he's talking about um, like that was what was it like when he survived the thing? Is like that was how he um, that was when he almost died or something to that yeah. effect. He says something specific. It's like some sort of foreshadowing thing. Like he didn't. Oh, he didn't die that day. Yeah, exactly. And I thought, well, he's yeah, definitely going to die another day. Yeah, and especially um, he wasn't smart because Gustavo says, you know, you need to chill. You need to take a chill pill. Right. He did give him the warning, which is the warning. A little respect there. Yeah. Not only did he not heed to it, but he went behind his back and tried to steal money from him. And that's what he was doing from his employers at the time. And he Before. actually got bailed out by all those guys getting shot, getting lucky. Yeah. And and maybe he just maybe he's just one of those kind of people that is you know continues to get lucky just, until yeah, he's just until his unlucky. Runs out. Yeah, you know even the, the DAS, DAS officer you know there's kind of doing the same sort of thing. Um, I thought there was before we get out of here, which we gotta get out of here right really soon. But yeah. he um, We're wrapping it up, guys. We are wrapping it up. But he um, there's that photo and they show the actual photo of Pablo Escobar mm-hmm. smiling, and then they say I that. Um, and this is where I'm going to lead so us into a, a section here. But he says, you know, eventually that photo became something that, that came His back around demise to him. Demise or something like, began, became the beginning of his demise yeah. or so descent. So let's talk about that. The El Desenio. In prediction. Yes. Let's yeah. do it. See, yeah, I did that. That was a great lead. I like that. Segway. But it's not as great when you call attention to it. <laughs> um, so what do you think about that photo? And I mean, is it... Is it just that essentially ego is the thing that's yeah, eventually going to arrogance. ruin him? Yeah, arrogance. I got that sense. Um, and then that was a really scary point for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, are, these, are his guys, goons going to come in and just shoot up the whole place and kill everybody? He wasn't worried you about know? being in there at all. I think, I think that, yeah, definitely the arrogance, but just also the unpredictability too. Mm-hmm. I think the arrogance led, led him to just do really unpredictable things and not have him clearly think things all the way through or as yeah. through as he started thinking things out in the very beginning and when that yeah. happens there's some leeway for you to get sloppy mm. and then that's how you get caught yeah so, well, he doesn't try the, the cocaine there with cockroach in the beginning but then later i feel like that's going to be part of you know yeah getting an eye on his own supply or something like that 
Um, and that's going to be the thing that, so anyway, that's basically, that's my prediction is that this guy, you know, he's obviously got some sort of God complex. Yeah. We're going to see a lot of that play out. And I feel like we're going to get hopefully a lot more about Steve and his wife and baby. Well, I'd like to know what the baby's yeah. name is. Um, but yeah, those are my predictions that this, this, this show is about, uh, power and money and all these things corrupting in which we know that that's what it is, but yeah. I'm excited to see how it plays out. What predictions do you got? Well, you know, since we've been talking a lot about the family and how that's sort of a different side, I am very much predicting that that is going to eventually um, turn on its head. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he mentioned something about his wife. There was some throwaway line about his wife and Lion about how she kind of not liked him. I can't remember what the line was, but mm. it was something that they made to allude to the fact that they could possibly get together and have some sort of affair. So oh, I, I, I think that there's definitely going to be some betrayal within the family. Yeah. That's that's yeah. definitely going to separate Absolutely. and cause yeah, a lot of the fun stuff. Yeah, of course, the yeah. fun stuff. Um, and then with Steve, you know, um, with us just sort of seeing his kind of descent into this world mm-hmm. and how that takes a toll on him emotionally yeah. and in his personal life, and if that affects his his family, his wife, his child. Yeah, I um, and then ultimately, I think. I would hope that we see just a lot more uh, characters, historical characters, who were very influential during that crime, yeah. crime well, I think, period. I think now that we know who everyone is, we're, we're going to slow down a little bit, get yeah. like a little more character stuff. Get more meaty. Yeah. Very meaty. Very, That's, and thank you for yes. joining our yes. meaty after show. <laughs> Ashley Chapman, where can people find you? Guys, on the internet. You can find me on the internet. Yeah. Twitter at Ashley underscore Chapman. Also on Instagram at Ashley, the Ashley Chapman. Yeah. Thanks for watching, guys. You can also follow me on the Isaac Johnson on Instagram. I'm almost at a thousand followers as if Ooh. that means anything. Yes, um, follow them, guys. Yeah. Get also follow Cocktail Cinema is a movie review show that a friend of mine do. And I also do the Ray Donovan after show on Monday so you can find me there. Thanks so much for watching and we will see you next, next week. week. Bye guys. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.